Hey guys and welcome back to Live What Luck. Hope you're all having a good week. I'm having quite an overwhelming week this week. It's been the first week back in work and come Friday, oh my god, I actually went into the office. To be fair, I did get asked to go in. I didn't go of my own accord, but I think I needed to go in anyway. So Friday's usually my work from home day. But I still went in and I was in until gone half six. I usually finish at half five and, you know, to stay there late on a Friday, you must know that your gal was busy. (gasps) Brought my laptop home and I just have one of those weeks where my mind was just like in overdrive. I've written so many lists. I've got lists coming out of my years, honestly. I'm putting them in the back of my bag, I'm writing them in work, putting them in my bag, writing them in different notebooks. I've got about five different notebooks on the go. It's just been a little bit overwhelming, but we're here. It's the weekend when I'm recording this, so I feel a little bit more relaxed. Do you know what? I never thought I was going to be a little football girlfriend, but turns out I'm a regular at Chelsea now. I mean, admittedly, you wouldn't have got me there as often if the food and drink wasn't involved, I don't think. But I'm, I don't know. This is me now, I guess. I spend my weekends going to football. But to be fair, I quite enjoy it. I go with Matt. And this weekend, we've got company as well. Matt's friend and his fiance is coming. So that's going to be really nice. I mean, I'm saying this. By the time this comes out, if you follow me on Instagram, at Sidney Moppy, you probably would have already seen, sorry, everything I did on the weekend. So I'm going to stop talking about that because by the time this comes out, it'll be all old news and It'll be a new week. It'll be Tuesday. I wonder what awaits us for this week, guys. I actually saw a trend on TikTok. You've probably seen it if you're on there. But have you seen the lucky girl syndrome trend? I think it started with a girl just saying how lucky she is that everything in her life has worked out. And it's basically trying to adopt that and saying to yourself all the time, everything just works out for me. I'm so lucky. Everything works out for me. And it's kind of like a manifestation thing, I suppose. But it's basically telling yourself that everything is going to work out. And then, of course, it does. So that's the attitude I'm bringing to this week's episode. Everything is going to work out. And, you know, I was thinking about this, right? And I remember when I first moved to London and I was full of hope and joy and positivity and I was young and I had just... It's weird, but I want to say I had no kids in the world, but I was also low-key riddled with anxiety a lot of the time towards the end of it. But when I first moved, I, I would say, actually, I didn't have a care in the world. I literally felt like I was on holidays, so... I've probably said this story before, but when I first moved to London, I got signed by a modelling agency and I basically just wanted to come to London. Like, that was the reason. My friend was already up here and she was living with another mutual friend in a house share. They had already been signed, I think maybe two months before me or something, or maybe longer, maybe three months anyway. So they'd moved up and then I was coming up to London. And as a little test run, I moved into the house with this with these girls. They were three of them and then with me four. But I shared a bedroom with my friend because... With modelling, obviously, you never know how much money you're going to come in. You know, I'd I'd done a little bit of modelling in Wales, but nothing, you know, big. So 
you, I didn't really know I was going to go. I couldn't commit to a flat. Also, I would have been by myself. And the thought at the time of going into like a house share with strangers in London was just like an absolute no for me. Like I never even moved out for uni, do you know what I mean? So I moved in to a flat in Fulham with the girls. Oh my God, it was so much fun. I shared a bedroom as a little trial run. And we did it for three months, guys. Me and my friend in a bedroom sharing a bed now luckily we're pretty much the same person so it worked out okay there were some difficulties along the way obviously like I well actually we both started hostessing in Chilton Firehouse and I think my friend my friend quit before me I lasted a month right three of us did it the first friend um lasted a long time actually basically she was the one that got us there she was there she's like it's really good money you know every it's fun like you get good tips forever it's good to have like stable money yeah, when you're modeling so we were like okay she lasted a while I lasted a month and it was a long month bear in mind when I say I lasted a month I only worked either once or twice a week which now I look back I'm like I literally went into this place maximum eight times and then was like I can't handle it anymore I need to quit I don't think my other friend even went uh, but basically that's what I was saying is like they were issues because I, I had to get up at half past five to start this shift by the way I did the breakfast shift because I hated the thought of working through the night so I managed to somehow convince them that I would do the breakfast shift anyway so I'd have to get ready downstairs and you know I started dating a guy that didn't live in London and he would come and visit and I didn't want to take him in the bed, obviously, because I was sharing a bed with my friend. I mean, how wasn't I, or how wasn't he, like, embarrassed by the situation? Imagine a guy saying to you, do you want to come back to mine, right? And then you go back to his, and he hasn't even got his own bedroom. Now I look back, I'm like, why and how did you do that? <laughs> mortified but I think it's because I knew it was only a temporary situation and he knew my friend and it was just like kind of a joke like okay well I can't take you up to bed so we're just gonna have to sleep on the settee next to each other so bizarre I mean it only happened a couple of times before I moved out but there were obviously some issues along the way just like that but I mean we never argued or anything and actually what a fun time I literally that's what I mean by I literally had no worries in the world I mean obviously I was earning bags more than my rent because my rent was ridiculous because it was half a room in a shared house so I think my rent a month was something like 400 pounds something crazy right so obviously I didn't care about that I had no money worries we were going out all the time obviously that didn't cost us anything it was like I was on holidays I was meeting all these different people I remember right sorry ma'am if you're listening I remember going out on my first like club night <laughs> when I say actually it wasn't my first club night in London because I used to come up to London loads from Wales but when I moved yeah I don't know it just felt very different my first night Oh my god, we went out randomly. I remember exactly what I was wearing. I was in like high-waisted ripped jeans and a vest top to go to a club on Thursday night and ankle boots. I really feel like I was in my model era. Do you know what I mean? Natural makeup, my hair was half up, half down. Jeans, a vest and ankle boots. That's where I went out in. Just the two of us. We had like the most fun night. I think I kissed like 
three or four boys in the same club and I was so drunk and happy that I was trying to like group them together oh my god so embarrassing so like cringe and like what the hell are you doing like I would die if I was kissing a guy in the club now like the next day I would wake up and be like oh my god that's so embarrassing one of the guys worked there so I had to see him every time I went oh big mistakes but so much fun and I just had not a key in the world, right? And I also somehow used to go on all these holidays and I went out once to Cannes for a work trip, right? This is when I started another job. Like, my CV is just crazy. Um, Started a, a little PA job, went out to Cannes. Out in Cannes, right, met this group of people, was on the table, ended up going to their house party, just like I had like the best time with them, Right. And then he randomly says to me, the guy, why didn't you come to Stockholm? Because he lived there. We'll have a big party, like a reunited party in Stockholm. So two months later, I brought my friend who didn't even come to Cannes and the friend I was with. We all went out to Cannes together. Like all the group, sorry, not Cannes, Stockholm. So all the group from Cannes went out to Stockholm, right? And I remember having this conversation with, with a friend and she was like, how, like, how are you doing this? Like, how... Like, how are you not, you know, how hasn't this happened? How hasn't that happened? Like, how... And I just always used to say, everything just works out. Like, it's fine. I always used to be like, it's fine. Everything will be fine. And I used to have such a calm and chill attitude. And, you know, it absolutely worked. I just... Everything just used to fall into place. I just didn't have any stresses. I was like, oh, it's fine. We'll do this. Not like doing things without thinking about them. And genuinely just not having any worries, like no money worries, no pressures about settling down. Like I literally had, there was just nothing to phase me. And obviously this didn't last forever because then, you know, came like life problems and my severe anxiety and stuff. But when I then felt down and stressed, I mean, I'm still really, really lucky with things that's happened, like obviously I'm blessed to blessed be stressed always but you know there were times when I was stressed when things were a bit hard even when I fast forward like a few years and I was more stressed about money and I went into a full-time job as an EA and I was thinking about money a lot I found that I had no money all of a sudden you know I felt like I was stressed over that all the time and basically anything I was stressed about was kind of happening to me in a bad way you get me so I was stressed about money so I didn't have money and you know and that would bother me I was like stressed about finding somebody properly and I was in like a really bad relationship you know just thing things like that and I'm like now that I'm so into manifestation and being spiritual and all this stuff I realize that it's very true that you know what you think you achieve and what you think you attract and all this stuff but I kind of like forgot about the mentality that I used to have of it will be fine. Like, don't worry, it will be fine. And then when I saw this trend and obviously like the younger girls than me as well that I've seen doing it, I'm like, oh, you young girls with no stress in the world. That's such a nice place to be. Why aren't I back in it myself? And I think it's time. I think it's time for me to get into my everything's gonna work out for me era so that's the attitude I'm taking in 2023 and genuinely I mean it I am just not getting stressed over everything let me tell you how I've proven it just this week right so 
standing there wherever I get a text off my friend just the friend who moved to San Diego I went out to see her in the summer last year but she's been my best friend since school so she's Welsh and yeah we've been friends forever right like 15 years or something crazy anyway she texts me and is like it's my birthday well obviously I knew it was a birthday it's my birthday I've decided I'm going to New Orleans, which I already knew that um, my was in Wales, obviously, was going to fly out to sea and they were going to go to New Orleans. Well, me and my friend have wanted to go to New Orleans together for as long as I can remember, honestly. It got to a point at one time where, obviously, when I say we didn't have money, we had money and I went on, like, a lot of great holidays. But, obviously, when I was younger, those holidays were, like, Ibiza, Marbella like the Stockholm trip, where else did I go? Not like those types of trips, France, more like low-key trips, which obviously cost a bit less money. I think, you know, I think my first far away trip was like New York or something, which is still like not, you know, that far away. Obviously I was young. So I think at the time we really wanted to go, but New Orleans seemed probably a little bit like out of our reach because we just weren't prioritising that type of holiday. Do you know what I mean? We were prioritising, like, party holidays, really big sun holidays and just Ibiza-type vibes always, right? So we always used to say about going to New Orleans to the point that one time I had this random, old, overweight man, right, <laughs> who lived in New Orleans messaging me, saying, do you want to come out to New Orleans? And we wanted to go so badly that I was like, right, do we do it? I was like, this might be our chance. And we like, you know, but what if we get raped and killed? The standard cautions that you have as a woman. And I was like, well, look, if we're staying in a hotel and we're in a hotel room together, we'll be fine. Anyway, it turns out he wanted us to stay at his. Obviously, big red flags. I mean, the fact I was even entertaining this guy messaging back, but I, like, kind of knew who he was. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't, like, a complete randomer, but still. We just haven't gone. So she randomly texts me and says, do you want to come? And I was studying, like, my adult head was saying to me, I can't do this, you know, I can't afford it. Like, how can I afford this? What about the money? What about my annual leave days? What about, you know, the timing of it? I'm going skiing with work and then I'm going to come back and a week later I'm going to go away again. And all these worries that I never had ever in my 20s. I wouldn't care. I used to like fly back from somewhere and go straight into like a modeling job and then fly again elsewhere. Like I didn't give a fuck about anything. So why now all of a sudden at 31 when realistically have I got any more responsibility than I had at 25? Absolutely not. I don't own a house. <laughs> I'm in a relationship which you know allows me to be free. I haven't got any of those worries. I've got a job, I've got money coming in, which is more than I could say when I was 25. Like, I haven't got kids. Like, what? why am I giving myself? Why am I giving myself more stresses and more responsibility when I absolutely don't need to? Like, I'm still young. And it was just a bit of a realisation to me. I saw that trend and I was like, fuck it, yes. Yes, I will come. I've got, yeah, obviously, like, I can... I've been through worse stuff and I've always survived. Everything is going to work out for me. And that's it, guys. That's my proof. Proof is in the pudding. So stay tuned to see me at the beginning of February living my Princess and the Frog dreams in New Orleans because that's where I'm going to be. And, yeah, I'm really excited. 
Hey guys, quick one. I just wanted to ask a huge favour of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the follow button. Please come and subscribe. Share the episode on your social media. It's just a huge, huge help to get the podcast out and I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening and let's share the love. So this week, I also listened to the Davina McCall podcast episode on Stephen Bartlett's Diary of a CEO. Check it out if you haven't already. I haven't actually managed to finish it, but it's so good. And I'm officially a Davina McCall stan, you know. She's just so good on there. I mean, I've always liked Davina McCall, but when I was listening to the podcast, I was like, oh, she just says her story so well. She's so likeable and relatable you know, even when there's things that you can't relate to at all, she's saying she just is a very warm person and it's really good, I'm really enjoying it. But anyway, she was talking about her life, right, and her stories and how she was doing drugs with her mother, you know, at 14 and then she got completely addicted to heroin. She was like a literal heroin addict and she'd argued with all her friends and, you know, even before that when she was four, her mother walked out and left her and, like, all these, like real dark experiences that when she was in them I guarantee she felt like there was no way out and we've all been there when we're in a bad situation and we're like fuck what am I gonna do like there's no way out this is it I've messed up like oh my god guys I could tell you so many of these stories where I felt like that honestly but the thing that is true about them all is you get over it you just get over it and I was thinking about it this week in terms of relationships and breakups like when you're in a bad relationship and you just feel like completely at a loss you just think there's you know no way out and what are you doing with your life and I kind of just do on this podcast I kind of weave the attitude of everything will work out everything will work out and you just have to trust I mean you've got to act on stuff as well obviously you know you can't just sit there and be unhappy and not do anything about it but honestly things just work out and basically Davina McCall said she saw a hypnotherapist and the hypnotherapist took her back to when she was standing in the kitchen when her mother dropped her off to her grandmother's house and went on holiday she thought but in fact her mother never came back so it was a paternal grandmother, but she didn't realise that she was, like, getting adopted by them, pretty much, or being raised by them. So she was waiting for her mother to come back. And the hypnotherapist, like, did this big thing with her and told her to look at her younger self and say to her, like, you were going to be okay. And Davina McCall said she starts crying. And when the guy asks her what's wrong, she said, well, it's not going to be okay. I know it's not going to be okay because from there she gets so upset. She has these big attachment issues. She goes, gets hooked on drugs. She parties. She blows all her savings. And she, like, lists all the bad stuff that happened to her. And then the hypnotherapist was like, yeah, but look at you now. Like, you are okay now. Yeah, it took maybe 15 years, but you're doing great now. And I was like, yeah damn you know you look back I'm kind of still on a new new year vibe I think where you can look back at yourself and just think be so hard on yourself but just remember how you were feeling when you're in a bad place or bad situation and I would just look at yourself now and I guarantee you there'll be things that are better 
And I don't know if you've seen this, so I posted this reel on my Instagram at Sadie Malfby and on my Facebook page. And it's the reel with black and white cover, just like a little selfie of me. And it's the story about the girl that met the love of her life when she was seven. And it's like a really lovely love story. She met the love of her life at seven. They went through, they started dating at 13, broke up and then over lockdown he had problems with his mental health, she came in to support him, and then things blossomed, and now they're married, and, like, he's the love of her life, right? So, I shared that story, and I, you know, which was lovely, but the girl actually sent me two stories, and that was the second one, the most recent one, and the first one I'm going to read out for you now, and this is just the absolute proof that nothing lasts forever and things will be okay. Things will work out, right? So she says, I met my ex at 15 while he was in his 20s. Red flag there, you know, not on her part, but when I think about guys, 20-year-old guys going for 15-year-old girls, I already can guarantee they're going to be controlling, because why would you go for somebody so young and impressionable? Also, this might be barking up the wrong tree, I don't know. But I think there's got to be something in there with older guys, like 20-year-olds, thinking that the younger ones are virgins. And I think that's another controlling thing, where they want to have a girlfriend and they the only ones they've been with. That's definitely a thing, right? Obviously, I'm not doing a blanket um, assumption here, but you're with me, yeah? Anyway, we had a child together and I thought he was the one, even though there were red flags throughout the nearly 10 years that I was with him. 10 years they were together. I would have to let him know where I was at all times, didn't I tell you? He tried to get with my friends and cheated on me countless times. I was even in the house one time. Come on, I just, it's just next level, Anna. I can't even imagine it. It's like I watch a show on Netflix, actually, um, where that happened to a girl, and it was just horrendous. I broke it off, and I finally felt strong enough. And even though this man had two other women on the go at the time, he stalked me, harassed me with phone calls and texts, broke into my house, and stole my dog. Guys, he stole a dog. Whilst having two other women on the go, I mean, how can somebody like that pull anybody and manage to have one girl, let alone three? And why are you trying to fight for somebody that you've treated so badly? It just, it's just the worst type of person. And it gets even worse. All of this was after he covered me in an accelerant and threatened to set me on fire. That is just that's like full-on abuse and he needs he needed to be arrested he did actually get arrested she told me um she said the stalking and threats got so bad one of my friends pretty much moved in with me so I wasn't on my own the night she couldn't stay my gran and my mum would stay I mean obviously you'd be terrified wouldn't you eventually it all stopped when his new girlfriend moved in I mean god help her I hope that she is doing okay I can guarantee she's traumatized somewhere I guess the point of this story is to get out as soon as red flags start showing. Absolutely. They are all there, guys, the red flags. We all see them. We all know them. 
don't wait around. Don't be stubborn and try to prove to everyone that you can make it work. Just leave as soon as you know it's not right. So absolutely, that's like such a good message that, you know, things things just develop and get worse, I think. I mean, not always, but I think, you know, with the controlling red flags, you've really, really got to be like on the lookout for them. You've just got to be so careful with them because from my experience, even they, they don't get any better. Like they always get worse. And I've just seen so many stories about a read bad ones. So that's obviously a big lesson, which is what she wanted to share. But I'm also just sharing that I think it's fascinating how sometimes we forget that things work out. We're a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And you can go through bad things, but that doesn't mean that's going to be your story forever. You can come out the other side. And I know so many stories of that. People that have been cheated on. People have gone through such bad heartbreak. And then things just work out. And now they're happier than ever. So... I'm on the positive vibes today and I truly, truly stand by it. And you can use it for serious things like that, but also in your everyday life. I'm just going to be saying to myself all the time, everything's going to be fine. Everything just works out for me. So we're still in this flat. As you know, most of you know, we sold it last July, I think. July, August. Um, we've had multiple move-out dates. We still haven't had a solid one. We haven't even found anywhere else that we would like to live. Are we stressed about it? No, not allowing myself to be. I'm just having the mentality, everything is going to work out for me. It just is, and I truly believe it. So <laughs> going to end it there, guys. There's my little positivity for you on this Tuesday morning. Um... I'm probably going to need to listen to this back myself, actually, because Tuesday has always been my least favourite day. I've said that before, which is why I did the podcast on this day. (laughs) Because I always find Tuesday just like the second Monday. Like, Monday, you're at least prepared for it. And then when Tuesday comes, you're like, what is this, please? It's just exactly the same thing as Monday, but without the weekend rest behind you. And you're still further away from the weekend. It's just... It's a bad day, but hopefully my message today is going to inspire you to be positive and just think to yourself, no stresses, everything's going to work out for you. So thank you very much for listening. Please come and follow me on Instagram and Spotify and share the episode if you've enjoyed it. It's just a massive help to me. I've had a listener, she did it the other day, shared my podcast and I had like an influx of followers from it and you know just like little things I see on Facebook if they if they see a video that they like they tag their friends and it's just a massive help to just get the podcast out to more people which is obviously what I want I love speaking to you all and that's just the dream isn't it and I also feel like I'm hoping that you know the more followers and listeners and stuff that I get that I can start to get some guests on and you know really I've just really want to ramp it up a level I picture myself like in a little studio somewhere with some guests so yeah I feel like every share and follow helps and I really appreciate it you know makes my day so thank you so much have a great week and I will speak to you next Tuesday